shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Fresh back from New York City. What is good, fam? So excited to be with you guys on the Human Hope Podcast. Just literally landed on my airplane from New York City back to Nashville, Tennessee, approximately 47 minutes ago. And I'm already in front of my laptop to make sure I upload this bad boy. I need... Listen, if you're listening to this any uh, anywhere past 12.18 p.m. on October 7th, Nothing of the next 15 seconds you're going to care about. But I want to apologize to those faithful. There's like 4,000 of you guys that listen to this podcast before I even wake up because I I upload it to where it releases at 4 a.m. Eastern time. And every week when I wake up, there's 4,000 people that have listened to podcast episode already. And I'm like, I just want to tell you guys, I'm sorry, because this one... There were some problems with the file when I was in New York. I couldn't upload it. I didn't have my nice mic. I wanted to make sure that this thing sounded right for you guys. And so here we are sounding right for you guys. We are at episode 32 of the Human Hope Podcast. And I'm just grateful that you're here. What a crazy few days in New York City. If you've been part of the Insta Familia, you've been keeping up. I went for a secret, secret reason. Uh, and it's not so secret anymore because as of this podcast, it has already aired. I was on the Nick Cannon show. Nick Cannon, Wilden with Nick Cannon. And uh, Nick and I have been talking for a few months about trying to make this thing happen. And so, I, like, I don't want to give it away. So this is what I'm going to have you guys do. Go go to, like, Nick Cannon's YouTube page. Uh, or it'll probably be on my Instagram at some point. And watch the entire segment. It started, obviously, with the, the Insta Familia raising money for Tony. But then... What, what Nick and his, um, and his team did is lean into the entire kind of makeup of the Insta Familia, why we do what we do, how we do what we do. And I just, I could not be prouder of my, 
honestly, it's a lot of you guys as well, Human Hope listeners, Insta, Insta Familia, for stepping up and raising over $700,000 uh, over the course of the last six months for people in need. Um, and that's what we talked about. And it was two segments. Um, and Nick just did a great job. And he's such a good guy. But can I tell you something? All, all I thought when I like met him face to face was like, you married, you literally married my high school crush. Yeah. Mariah Carey. I was going to marry her, but uh, Nick got to her first. And you know what? I'm the luckier of the two because I got Whit Farm. <laughs> now, I'll just be honest. My wife can do 99.9% things better than Mariah Carey, but she just can't sing as well as Mariah Carey. Now, just why don't you guys go over to at Wit Farm, W-H-I-T-T-F-A-R-M, and um, just say, hey, Heather, Carlos told us that you won the Alto Award in high school. Go ahead. Just do it right now. Pull out your little devices. Send her DM and say, Carlos said you won the Alto Award. We would love to hear you sing on a future episode of the Human Hope Podcast, to which she will come to me and maybe I can record her reaction <laughs> to that. Uh, so yeah, I was in New York City. I took the whole family uh, for the Nick Cannon show. That was a blast. Nick Cannon, Bianca, the producer that put it all together. You guys were incredible. You told our story so well. So thank you so much. Also, there was, listen to this, there was like a, we were staying at Six Columbus Circle, uh, which, well, I mean, it was, it, was, it was just a hotel. Like it wasn't like super fancy or anything, but there were approximately nine black U.S. government SUVs parked outside our hotel, bringing somebody in and out constantly. And all I could see was the top of his freaking head. So I could see. So I never figured out who it was. If anybody can tell me who was staying uh, at the Six Columbus Circus Circle Hotel that needed FBI security, April, excuse me, October 4th through the 7th, let me know. I'd love to know. It's a mystery that remains unsolved um, we saw Wicked while we were in New York. Oh my gosh. It was Jenna Claire crushed it. Finally got to meet her. I actually, I'm, I'd met her at, um, Sadie's wedding, but it was the first time we kind of got to have a conversation and you know, it, it's one thing to go to Broadway play and see somebody do their thing. It's another thing to go to Broadway play and see somebody that, you know, do their thing. I, I don't even know how that's humanly possible. She's like, defying gravity. Like the whole, it was, I mean, a Broadway, if you need a fill-in for uh, uh, Galinda, let me know because I'm, I'm there. Anyway, it was, I, I wept. And I've, I'd actually seen the show once before, but I wept. It was marvelous. So round of applause. Um, we had an Insta Familia meetup. We had about 40 people show up to that at the corner of Central Park. I'm telling you guys, it was a fantastic few days in New York City. Um, I love New York. I want to live there. I don't know how many of you guys want to live there, but I want to live. I, I get I get totally depressed when I leave that place because I, I don't want to go. Like I love it so much. So New York, all the Whitaker love is left there with you guys. Um, so just thank you. And you know what was really cool about the trip also was, it's just the diversity when you land in New York City. Same thing as when you land in LA. The diversity is oh, it's just such a breath of fresh air. And I mean, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, okay? There just ain't a lot here. I mean, I, like, I can go down Nolansville Road 
and find some diversity, but it's just not, it's just not here. And I mean, no, no fault of Nashville. We're, we're in the deep South, right? It, I mean, it is what it is, but something about New York, something about people from different countries coming to chase their dreams in the middle of the hustle and the bustle was, it's just so magnetic. Um, and speaking of New York, today's guest lived in New York for a while chasing his dream and was one of these immigrants that came. Actually, his status is a little bit different and I'll, I'll fill you in on that as well. But today's guest is one of my newer friends and I'm going to give you a little bit of background with um, who he is in particular. His name, I'm not going to give you his name yet. Let me just tell you a little bit about who he is, about what he's been on, right? Black Panther, no big deal. The Good Place, no big deal. Bosch on Amazon, no big deal. He's been on Grey's Anatomy. He has been on, let me, I'm just scroll a couple, a couple more here. He has been on, sorry, Bamba. I'm, my internet's a little slow and I don't have your entire bio memorized right now. He's on consequences. Um, he has been on, I said the good place, uh, seal team suicide squad. Yes. Love struck bones. Grey's anatomy chaos. He's been, he's been, this homeboy has been working. He has been working, but it hasn't always been easy. Why? Well, because our friend Bamba John, Bamba. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I called him for the first time, we had a little call before uh, the podcast. I said, I was practicing his name and I was like, hey, is Bamba John there? Bamba Jan? <laughs> and he's like, yo, fool. Uh, we'll, talk a, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that on the podcast. But uh, Bamba John is, he is just one of the most it's one of the most fascinating conversations we've had on this because let me tell you why. Bamba John is an undocumented immigrant to this country. He's undocumented and he's public about that. He shares that. He did not always share that and he will get into that in the story. But you know, I think for a lot of us, we hear like we heard we hear DACA, right? Like when Obama was in the presidency, when Trump was in the presidency, all these opinions on DACA. And then remember, I'm always saying don't stand on issues, but walk with people. And then undocumented immigrants. And like, what are we supposed to do? And then, you know, sending undocumented un undocumented immigrants back. Well, today we get to find out exactly what the life of an undocumented immigrant in America is like and what his hopes and dreams are and what we can do as the Human Hope family to step in and help Bamba and his family remain here. Guys, this is a fascinating look into exactly what his life is. Sit back and enjoy this incredible conversation with our brand new friend, Bamba John Bamba. Ever since we talked, I'm like, I was like, I've just been stalking you and like, 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 all right, like I got to find out watching, watch. I'd never watched the, was it the good place? The good place. Yeah. The good place. I, like, I was like, like, I was like, oh, I got to watch this show. And then I ended up devouring like two seasons. And I'm like, oh. I''m, like I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, oh, now it, we don't, Bamba John doesn't know, but we're homies now. Like we're, we're all, I'm all in. With oh, you, so. nice. 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 It's a good show, right? It's like, yeah. you can watch with your family. It's a good, that's and, what I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, 
this is like a good yeah. thing man that's good that's awesome man yeah that's and awesome. it's about you know the afterlife and yeah everything yeah. so no, when you good. watch all the way to the end it's funny because I, I and i brought this up a few times to the writer yeah writers it's funny because everything they do in the show to try to earn heaven yeah fails miserably <laughs> and that's really like the gospel that's in a right. sense yeah <laughs> and i kept kind of hinting that and they were all like oh no you know it's philosophy like, yeah no totally cool. it's like now you Look, guys you I guys know. are earning a, the- a theology degree with this thing like you know they're, they're Yo, they deep. don't even know it's yeah. deep it's deep it's really deep i love it but um it's a good show. It, good, man, it, no. it makes people like, you know, ask some good questions. I think so, so too. I, like I think it. so. I think so, too. All right. Well, Human Hope family, I'm with my new friend. Probably I, I, he's more my friend than I am his right now, just because I've watched uh, his show for a couple days uh, before this podcast. When I was like, I just want to see I want to see Bamba John in action. And then I'm like, oh, no, I like the story. Oh, no. Like, I'm I, I'm all in. And so, you know, like like I'm all in with you, bro. Thanks for hanging out. Thank Bamba you. John Bamba with the Human Hope Familia. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you? Yeah, my pleasure, man. First of all, thank you for being my new friend, Carlos. Yeah, we're, and, uh, we're in, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. And checking out some of the, the films and things I've been in. So uh, a little bit about myself. I'm from the Ivory Coast, which is uh, Cote d'Ivoire in French. Cote d'Ivoire. It's, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, yeah. It's in, it's in West Africa and it's... Uh, former French colony. So we mainly speak speak French and a bunch of different African languages. Um, one thing to, to, to note is we have the biggest church in the world. Really? In Cote d'Ivoire. It's called Our Lady of Peace. Uh, it's a basilica. Mm. It's basically bigger than St. Peter's. Oh my and gosh. It's, it's, it's like gold-plated and marble everywhere. Oh, I mean, wow. it's magnificent. It, it should be like one of those things that people come from around the world to come visit. But Ivory Coast hasn't figured out how to like <laughs> promote it. So I'm kind of like doing some of the work for the Minister of uh, Tourism. That's amazing. Um, but, you know, my, doing my part. Um, apart from that, I moved from there when I was 10 years old. Uh, the country got a little unstable and my, okay. my, my, uh, my family was seeking political asylum. We moved to New York City and then um, I got into acting and went to acting school. And uh, after graduation, um, I couldn't work because our asylum papers didn't come through. Okay. So I drove cabs and I did all the free work you could imagine as an actor. I paid dues. I volunteered. I interned. And then Obama got elected and DACA became a thing. And all of a sudden, I could finally work and, and, and use the gift that God has given yeah. me. And I started working from... Um, Shows like Law and Order, CSI, uh, The Good Place, like you said, Grey's yep. Anatomy, um, and, and more recently, like Black Panther and uh, Bosch TV series, if you watch yeah. that on Amazon. So I've been working, and and uh, when and when the previous administration in 2017 wanted to cancel DACA, that's when I came out with my story and started right. telling everyone that I, too, am a DACA recipient. And uh, I've been using my story to change America's heart. And Man. ever since, that's what I've been doing. And by God's grace, I'm still working yeah. in this industry. No, yeah. that's that's good. By God's grace, you are. I, I'd love to. I'd love to go back in your story for a minute. Um, again, the yeah. listeners of this show, you know, are. I mean, some of them may know 
immigrants to this country. Some may not, but you, you said that you left Ivory Coast when you were 10. So Correct. You, you have a, you have a pretty vivid memory then of, of, of leaving your, your family there and coming to America or, or not. And did you speak English at the time or did you just speak French? Yeah. So, um, I was 10 when I left. I, I do remember some things vividly, but I mean, it's 10 years old. So a lot of it is romanticized. Sure. Like I remember the neighborhood. I remember yeah. the school we went to. I remember Christmases. We went to Hotel Ivoire. It's this, this like five-star uh, hotel in Ivory Coast. We were yeah. like ice skating, yeah. you know, in, 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 uh, in that hotel. Um, and then I do remember my uncle, who was also um, the minister of education? He died mysteriously. Oh wow! And my father um, decided, all right, well, we gotta leave this country. Yeah. And then um, I only spoke French. No one asked my permission to come to America. It was yeah. just like you're coming. Don't tell anyone. And that's right. what we did. We landed in the South Bronx, and uh, you know, we were like a middle class, doing well family. Yeah. And the South Bronx was tough, man. Like you get robbed for your sneakers and Metro car. Like people wow, yeah. just did not play around, especially if you're African or immigrant and don't speak the language. Yeah. So my first day of school was crazy. They put me in a Spanish ESL class. Uh-huh. And uh, a Spanish. the only other kid, a Spanish ESL class, because that's all there was. And it's crazy because, I mean, I'm going in fifth grade and there's like metal detectors in the school. There's wow. police officers. And this is like, you know, from a kid, my recos, this is all like new to me. Yeah. A new world. And uh, there was another African kid in the school. And he spoke French. And I'm sure he caught a lot of hell for being African and yeah. being different. So he basically threw all that energy on me so that they could stop messing with him. Wow. And I became like, yeah, the butt of all the jokes. I got bullied a lot. I got like brutally, aggressively attacked every day. I had to get strong and tough and learn English really fast. It, it wasn't like a, like a nice, like coming to America, right. American dream. No, for me, it was like rough. Um, but thank God for hip hop and TV series yeah. like uh, Fresh Prince and um, Fuji's. I learned English really fast and I was able to hold my own. That's so. amazing. You know, speaking of, of, I guess, I guess like 90s or, or 80, when it, whenever it was television and movies that you would like early 90s, early 90s. So like, like, was that like, like, like Eddie Murphy coming to America or Senior Hall? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Eddie Murphy coming <laughs> to America, uh, Home Alone series. Yeah. Like the first one came out and and uh, what else? TV shows like Martin. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, uh, Modern Family. Not Modern Family. Steve Urkel show. Which oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Family. Uh, something family. Yeah, something family. Family I, something. <laughs> something oh, family. It should have been, yeah. been called Steve Urkel. Just Steve Urkel. Because that's what we remember. Steve Urkel show. Hello. That's yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it was called fa- Family Matters. Yes, actually. it was Family Matters. Yeah, that's Family right. Matters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. That's that's amazing. And Mace that's, was that's out amazing. around that time, like Mace, Mace the rapper. Let's go. And yes, he, he oh, would I, rap I know really Mace. slowly. So it made yeah. it, oh, you know Mace, no Mace. He's a oh, he's a preacher I know now. Mace, so you bro. might know know him. Oh <laughs> no, know, I know. I, yeah, I don't know know him, but I was all about Mace back in the day, man. Look, I mean, I was learning English, and he would rap. Mace be the man. Want to yeah. see you doing good. 
I don't want to get rich living in the hood. And I could get that. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. That's they so helped good. me get the American accent, all that. I so, love that. No, I, I, I owe hip hop a lot. Yeah, I love that. Culture. I love that. Um, okay, yeah. so so educate us with this then. So for those of you that are, yeah. so those people that are listening that are like, okay, so his parents brought him here. He was a kid. Mm-hmm. I know his parents probably couldn't, you know, get, um, uh, you know, status as citizens Political or whatever. Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, so like, but he's a kid, like shouldn't like, don't kids that show up here just automatically become us citizens. Like, like that. I think that's what mm. a lot of people think. I think a lot of people think like, well, it. if you're a kid Got and it. you're brought here, of mm-hmm. course you should, you should, but you're saying that that was not the case. T- take us, no, take no, us. No. Yeah. Take us into, into, um, what that meant for you once you were no longer a child, once you became 18, like, like how difficult did it suddenly become for you? Yeah. All right. So let me say this. Right. The the first thing is um, no one is a citizen of America unless you're born here. OK, if you're if you're if you're like a month old, then um, you're not a citizen. Wow. So they, they, they were separating kids at the border that was young as, as as four month old. So that's not a thing. The other thing is. People think, uh, yeah, just just get in line, just just do it like everyone else and become legal. But right. in my case, um, I didn't have a choice to come here because my parents came fleeing political persecution, and when they got here, they applied for asylum. But the the system is so uh, so old and broken, yeah, not modern that it took twenty years, twenty before that twenty years before that asylum case was finally approved. And, and, and when it got approved, I was over 21 and married and that disqualified me from writing on my parents' application. And it's the hardest thing in the world to adjust your status once an asylum case fails. So the asylum case failed, they appealed, failed, they appealed, and then finally they're like, oh, right, there was a war in Ivy Coast where thousands yeah. of people die from your ethnic group. Yeah. So yeah, you should get, and that's, yeah. So I'm in this predicament where without DACA, which is Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals that President Obama signed in 2012 to give young immigrants like me who came here to no choice of their own who know America as their only home and who've built yeah. everything in this country, just a chance to have a social security and a work permit every two years. And they must have like a squeaky clean background, like anything, like any kind of misdemeanor will, will disqualify you. It's almost like you're on parole. We made this deal with the government. Like, Hey, we're going to tell you who we are, what we are. We're going to work. We're going to pay taxes and we're going to be the most model citizens you could imagine. And in exchange, you'll give us working papers and, and and a social security number, so that you know we could open bank accounts, we yeah. could get a driver li- driving license, and we can work and provide for our families and and pay taxes. So wow. Okay. That's kind of like what that's good. What, what I've been on since 2012. Yeah. That, that's a, that's by good God. education. Keep going. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And by God, it hasn't been easy to sure. adjust my status. Yeah. I've tried everything in the book. Yeah. I've I mean, my family and I, we probably spend more than four, six figures in immigration lawyers. A lot of them scam you because they know you don't have papers, so there's wow. not much you can do. 
And um, finally, I'm grateful. My mom finally has papers and she's able to travel and not be not have yeah. the fear of being like deported. Yeah. Uh, my little sister got, got, got her green card too. And they're about okay. to become citizens Okay, and um, actors. So, you know, kind of like my resume and all the things I've done. Right. So actors who've done like maybe 10% of my resume are able to become um, green card holders based on the fact that they're actors with extraordinary abilities. Huh. But for me, I have to remove this uh, wall, basically, that is a failed asylum case. So wow. that has not been easy. And it's, it's almost impossible, which is why I'm still in this limbo. Yeah. DACA. The asylum case. This is so good, actually. I, I actually think like yeah. th- these are the things that everyday Americans need to hear in order to understand. Mm-hmm. It took 20 years for your parents asylum case to even get settled and then because it took so long you are now out of uh, opportunity to be to be attached to their asylum papers is what you're saying so therefore that leaves you uh that that left you without without status that left you completely undocumented exactly that left me that left me with an order of deportation oh really it did because when when the asylum case failed we were ordered deported but my parents said, no, we're going to appeal. And we found a good lawyer after trying and we were able to appeal, get it reopened and get it approved. But I'm still in the deported case because I wasn't able to move out of that with my parents. Does oh, that, make sense? that does make sense. So, so, so your parents then correct. got asylum They're They are correct. now legal. They can stay. But correct. even though you came with them at 10 years old. Something is not not letting you. That is crazy. Yep. Something that I have nothing to do to do with. Wow. So um, I I try not to spend too much time thinking about that. I know. I know know what. There's going to be a way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to fight for DACA. And and right now they're considering a pathway for citizenship for immigrants like me, for dreamers, for essential workers. Yeah. I'm like, let's fight for that and try to get something because there are millions of people in my circumstance. Sure. Absolutely. Through no fall of their own. They're just in limbo. Yeah. And the last time there was any kind of like real immigration reform was in 1986. Okay. With Reagan. So it's been almost like four decades. Yeah. Something has to give. Something has to be like yeah. changed. Well well so so, that, so when yeah. when when Obama created DACA, the mm-hmm. how long did you have in between becoming turning 18 and and that? So like like what shifted what what like like what was life like as an adult without DACA and then as an adult with DACA? Now, I promise you guys this, you're going to want to hear this next part of the story because this is the part of the story that I needed to hear to truly understand and to truly walk with people. Before we hop in there, I want to bring in our show sponsor of this week, Chime. Guys, Chime is an award-winning app and debit card. Do you call it debit card or debt card? I think it's a debit card, right? I think I mess that up all the time. But listen, I I actually got mine. I got my Chime card. And let me tell you the beautiful thing about it. It is fee free when you overdraft. And listen, if there's ever anybody that needed that, it is me because I'm a hot mess when it comes to uh, making sure that I have enough money before I go to Target. Uh, Well, listen, when your online checking account balance runs low, 
The last thing you want to do is get that $33 overdraft fee. What Chime does is it gets that out of the way. Listen to this. $11 billion in overdraft fees is what happened in 2019. Traditional banks took that. Chime doesn't do that. What they do is they actually allow you with this. It's called Spot Me Free. Yo, can you spot me some money? Spot Me Free Overdraft. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on a debit card, no matter what, okay? And withdrawals with cash are absolutely free with no fees. It's it's insane. No more overdraft fees. So now you deserve to have the financial peace of mind. Join millions of Americans already loving time. Sign up, takes two minutes, and it does not affect your credit score. That's a big deal, okay? So this is what you do. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so uh, I was in high school. Okay. I was doing plays. I was doing. Um, I was playing tennis. My senior year, I got in like the Richmond Times. We moved to Richmond from New York because okay. New York was a little too crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my parents opened like a hair braiding business, and it's still there. It's called Bombas Hair Braiding. Hey, okay, um, Richmond. Right, right, Richmond, <laughs> VA. And then um, uh, I got accepted into an acting conservatory in New York City, and everything was great. And I was like, man, I'm about to start living my dream. And when I looked into the financial aid aspect, that's when I realized that, oh, we're actually uh, undocumented. And then when I talked to my parents, they were like, yeah, the asylum case, da, 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 didn't work out. So I had no idea about all that because I'm like, just this kid. They're like, living just your get life. good grades. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just living your life. I'm, I'm homecoming king. I'm yeah, like, let's go. the stuff in, in, in high school. I'm like, let's go. And next thing you know, you're like, um, <laughs> so you mean uh, like I don't oh. have anything? I'm not the same as my classmates? And uh, yeah, that was a rude awakening, and and I thank God for um, supportive supportive teachers yeah. who encouraged me to still go, and my parents and Bamba's hair braiding that helped me pay for my school because wow. I couldn't get financial aid. Yeah, yeah, and I still went to New York on like a hope and a dream. Like I was just I wow. just drove drove yellow cabs and did all sorts of like jobs, um, like I was saying at the beginning to just kind of like pay for school. And I did off-Broadway theater uh-huh. um, where no one cares what papers you got because it's free. Anyway. Sure, yeah, no yeah. getting paid in theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept growing in my craft. And then 
that probably took so school took like four years and it probably took another three three four years before um daca became a kid and was did did, do you remember if president obama ran with with any sort of immigrant daca as part of his platform what like was this something that people like you that were like oh you know if, if if president obama gets elected like he's got this plan to give us like was that something was there some sort of expectation and hope there Hell yeah, there yeah. was not only was there an expectation, but there was a promise. Because okay. he said, I don't want to have a country where we have second class citizens, where wow. people are exploited and where people go to the army and lose their lives for a country that doesn't even give them any kind of like legal status. Wow. So he came in with that agenda in t- 2008. Wow. And by the time his first term was over, I think he got Obamacare passed yeah. and then yeah. lost both both uh, both chambers and yeah. then all of a sudden he's like well there's nothing i can do there's nothing yeah. i could do and l- l- let me just highlight undocumented young people mostly yeah. latinos yep. they came up with this term called i'm undocumented and unafraid and they boldly were like out there um just saying we deserve rights too we didn't do anything to be in this situation this right. is our country we should have a future and i remember watching them like oh my god these kids are crazy they're gonna get deported but yeah. they actually pushed Obama to wow. sign um, DACA because when he was trying to get reelected, uh, they would go into all his election offices and basically pack it up so no one could do any work. No they way. They were just like, yeah, they would just like be around like you promised us, you promised us. And then eventually the hit. Once wow. he got elected, that's that's what happened. He signed Look, it up. The, 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 don't mess with DACA. I mean, yo, that's not amazing. mess yo. with with undocumented youth, undocumented immigrant people. Do not play around. Do wow, not play around. Wow, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. that's fascinating. No, thank you for sitting on this because I, I think I I just feel like it's so so important. You know, so many people that that don't have friends or family that are in this situation. Ooh. Again, I, I I guarantee you, most people don't even know what DACA stands for. But we've heard it coming yeah. out of mouths of politicians for so long, right. and I just I just feel like to have right. you here, Bama John, and and explaining and putting a uh, putting a person with the issue, right? Like I, something yeah. I tell people yeah. all the time is when people ask me, "Well, where do you stand on this issue?" I always tell people, "I don't stand on issues. I walk with people." And, and people, I love that. And that's what, that, that. and that's what I'm saying is like, you got to do like, we need, we, you know, find somebody else, not just Bamba John on this podcast, but find somebody that you can walk with, uh, that you can learn more about their life and, you know, see the humanity and who they are. Okay. So, so now I'd, I'd love to that's beautiful. continue to go on this journey with you. And so now you got DACA yeah. and now you're like, all right, like I am working. I got, you know, I got, I got whatever, I don't know what kind of papers you get with DACA or whatever I'm going and yeah, then you get 2017, yeah. yeah, yeah, 2017 comes along and suddenly it's like, hey, DACA, psych, just kidding. Like, like, t- talk to us about, about uh, kind of how, how you processed everything that was happening po- politically and c- because it all affected you when the, the new mm-hmm. administration stepped in and started chattering about possibly ending it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was... Um it, it was almost like everything I've worked for and believed in was about to just be terminated. Wow. I, I remember vividly um, 
uh, I think it was like 2017. It must have been September, November. Um, uh, there was like a, a hurricane uh, in Texas or something. Okay. And Trump tweeted, uh, we're going to take a day of mourning to fast and pray for America. And I remember I tweeted that and I was like, look, I don't agree with this dude on a lot of things, but if you want to pray for America, yeah. I'll pray for America. Yeah. And people were like, oh, how can you support it? I'm like, we're praying for America. Yeah, let's I'll go. stand with pray for America. And, and my manager was like, yo, you don't need to be tweeting this because he's about to cancel DACA. I'm like, get out of here. He <laughs> said he's going to deal with heart with the DACA kids. There's no way that's going to happen. And next thing I know, a couple of days later, Jeff Session comes out and he's like, yeah, it's illegal. And we're terminating it. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was actually, like, uh, working. And, and, and I had a yeah. platform. And I remember those undocumented young people who had a lot less than I did. But they yeah. put everything on the line. And I was like, am I just going to, like, keep hiding in the shadows mm. and fear for my career, for my life? Even though DACA has given me so much, what these kids fought for, I'm taking yeah. advantage of. I have to do something. I got to put some skin in the game. And it's one of those things, like, I feel in my spirit that God kept telling me, hey, you got to do something. And I'm like, no, 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 not right now. You know, my career, I'm trying yeah. to, uh, things are going too good right now. And God is like, uh, okay, fine. Here's the situation. What you going to do? Wow. And then I had my daughter and I was like, what's my daughter going to think of me when she yeah. grows up if I'm like not doing anything about this? So. I really felt a calling to like, you know, step out and tell my story. And everything I've been through was a setup for that opportunity. And like I said, I go and speak around the country now and inspire other young people to share their stories. And, you know, that's that's how our God works. Man. Yeah, that is how our God he works. He has like a sense of humor sometimes. He, oh, he does. He does. He will, he's yeah, like, he, he will call you under out. the fire. Yep. Yeah, yep. he calls you out. Yeah, he no, he will. So, and, okay, so... So what and whatever ended up happening with with DACA at during the Trump administration? Okay, so what happened is um, it, it, a lower court canceled it, and then another one uh, reversed it, and then we went all the way to the Supreme Court. And it was at the uh, We Are Home rally. Uh, we were outside the Supreme Court. They invited me to speak, and I shared wow. my story most the most passionate way that I can. And um, we saw like people with DACA recipients come out of the Supreme Court just shouting, undocumented, unafraid, undocumented, unafraid. And lo and behold, we won. Wow. They did not terminate DACA. They said the Trump administration um, did not terminate DACA the way it was supposed to be terminated. Okay. So in essence, they gave them the blueprint on how yeah. to terminate it. Yeah. Which um, is actually what happened last July. Okay. The same court in Texas terminated DACA again. So we're going back to the Supreme Court again. You, and oh, we're wow. gonna, we don't know what's going to happen this time because they're going to do it the right way. Right, right. So, um, Biden is like, well, you know, we'll we'll create another DACA. And we're like, no, we don't want DACA. We don't want this temporary yeah. two year like living in limbo and roller coaster. Oh, it's too so emotionally good. taxing. Yeah. We just went through a pandemic. You're yeah. like dealing with so much and you're, you're like saying, oh, well, you might get deported in a couple months. Come on, <laughs> give us a break. Yeah. We, we, we've worked so hard. We were 90 percent of us are employed. We yeah. pay billions in taxes. Yeah. Um, 
we're model citizens and, and, and there's nothing as far as DACA recipients are concerned. And even TPS holders that can say, well, you know, they don't deserve right. to be, um, to, to have a pathway. We're not saying, I right, just give us papers. We're like, right. we'll earn it. Just yeah. give us at least a roadway. Yeah. Don't yeah, just wh- keep us in this limbo. Bamba John, political w- what would you arms. say the roadway, what, what would you say a fair roadway is? Because I mean, I'm listening to you and I'm like, yeah. just give Bamba the papers, right? That's, that's you, you, you've already been down the roadway, but, but I know you got to right, be a little right, bit more right, politically right, correct. Right, 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 right. Like, like, what would you say? What, what, what would you say that you, you would say, okay, what about this? So, so look, there's a few things, especially right now, which is why I'm so glad you invited me to come on the show. Cause there's a, a budget reconciliation that uh, they're voting for right now. And there's some money in there to give dreamers like myself, DACA recipients, TPS holders, temporary protection status holders, and essential workers who are also undocumented people who have um, fed us during this pandemic, who like dreamers, a lot of us are are medical professionals who who, who put their lives on the line to make sure America gets through this pandemic. And um you know, like all the refugees, uh, especially like the Haitian refugees who are coming here trying to like flee um, uh, devastation and an earthquake for a better life. Yeah. Like there is a pathway, there's a bill and a pathway right now in this reconciliation bill. So um, the thing is, let us all encourage our representatives to okay. support a pathway to citizenship during this reconciliation. And, and is that what it's going to vote on it next week? Is yeah, that... it's called the budget reconciliation. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So budget so, reconciliation, I think. Yeah. Budget yeah, reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so if mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. if this vote hasn't happened by the time people listen to this podcast, because this is going to come out this Thursday, um, mm-hmm. you're saying they can they can get a hold of their con- congressman. Congresswoman? Yeah, the yeah. congressman and their representative to okay. say support a pathway to citizenship. Okay. Support a pathway to citizenship. Got it. That's that's we like we're not against standing in the line, but at least let there be a line. Yes. Like just give us a a chance, a way yeah. to come out of this limbo. Uh, yeah. Man. That's that's really the key. <clears throat> I can't I can't even imagine, you know, what what that limbo, you know, has been for you. Okay, so Again, I'm I'm going to push on some buttons here for, for on some of my listeners. Okay, that that okay. that have you know they they've got a um, you know like when we watch the news, people watch the news. They're like everyone was up in arms and uh you know in an uproar over uh, what, what was happening in Afghanistan and as people are trying to come and everyone's yeah. like yeah, oh yeah, we yeah, got yeah. it we we got to get them here and then like two weeks later ain't nobody talking about these a- Afghan refugees anymore. Everyone's already forgotten. And now it's like, oh, but look what's happening at the border uh, with all these Haitian you know, people and everyone's acting like they care. And then I'm like a week later, ain't nobody talking about it again. And so, so it's like, it's like America just has this, like this horrible habit of just yelling about what's in front of them and then turning yeah. and forgetting it was ever there. So yeah. help us give us some tactical ways to stay involved in this process to stay involved in the fight because the new, the next shiny thing and the next humanitarian crisis is going to come along mm-hmm. and we're going to mm-hmm. forget about mm-hmm. the last one get mm-hmm. be hard on us for a little bit be be hard on the listener for a second and be like no listen like 
you, you guys need to stop looking at the next flashy thing and give us a roadmap. Give us some things that we can do to be proactive in helping not only DACA recipients, not only, you know, undocumented, not only, you know, refugees yeah. from Afghanistan, but hey, talk to us a little bit about how we need to kind of rethink the way we see people coming to America. Mm. Wow, that's a good question. Yeah. All right, listeners, y'all heard your boy Carlos. <laughs> just tell me I could tongue lash y'all. That's right. Just all right. So, so all right. Let me let me just say this. Yeah. Right. Um, like I want you to say what you say to your DACA friends when there ain't no other DACA people around. <laughs> all right. What I say to a DACA friend? All right. Look, I don't want to get you in trouble. I know. You're fine, I do you're say fine. a lot of things. Yeah. 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 But uh, um, I, I like. What I come back to all the time is that America is like this land that's like so blessed and so, so prosperous that everyone wants to come here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of that has to do with a lot of the good work America has done outside of America and even outside the world. And it's like this give and take. It's like in God with trust is, is, is on your money. And um, it's free to be Christian. You can be any religion mm, wow. in, this, in this country. And that's not what happens around the world, right? So God has blessed this nation. So a good God that tells us, hey, we are blessed so that we can be a blessing to other people. How are we going to turn around and treat um, children as, as, as young as like four-year-olds at the border and, yeah. and, and intentionally separate them from their families without even kept keeping track of where their parents are. So creating orphans. Yeah. How are we going to treat like refugees who are fleeing like uh, uh, death and, and, and wars? Like we, we're going to get on horseback and, and go back to the darkest times of America of how black people were treated in this country. Like, how is this possible if we really want America to still be a place that God is going to bless? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the Dead Sea is dead for a reason yes. because it just keeps taking in things and, and, and doesn't give anything back. Yeah. So it's a principle of God that if you are blessed, then you have to be a blessing. Wow. I went to Nebraska, I mean, a few days ago, and I just looked around and Nebraska is huge. Like there's land (laughs) everywhere. There's this massive land and um, they're massive farms. And those farms, who's going to work those farms? It's 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 farm workers who don't have papers, who are on their knees picking your food to make sure that you still have food during this pandemic. And it's actually my mother in law and. Uh, and, and a lot of immigrants, mothers who are like nurses and, yeah. and home workers who are taking care of your parents that that you're not even having in your home. But they're like in in, 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 in elderly homes yeah. where where our mothers, where immigrant mothers are taking care of your parents. Mm, yes. Like immigrants do so much for America. We give so much. Yes. And all we want is just legal recognition. Wow. Wow. Legal wow. recognition just so that we can be able to drive our, our kids to school yes. without fearing of being stopped by a police officer and getting deported. Wow. Just social security numbers so that we can open a bank account and start um, and, and start planning for the futures of our families. Yeah. Yeah. Like just 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 a normal basic thing. We're not asking you to 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 give us the moon and the stars. Yeah. All we want is just 
just just some legalization so we're not exploited yeah. by 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 unscrupulous businessmen yeah. who are making billions of dollars off of our back. Yeah. You know, let's 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 like love your neighbor, love God, love your neighbor. Yes. And um, yes. That's, your neighbors. that's it. Bamba John, that's it. That's it. That's what I wanted. And you delivered. That's, Preach that that's, sermon. Hey, man, don't <laughs> don't get me going. Don't get me started. Don't, don't let the anointing <laughs> oh, flow. Oh, baby. Yo, I was going oh, to get on my oh, piano. Oh, I was going to get on oh, my piano. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is yeah, that is so good, man. No, yeah. I, I just feel like I felt like. Like people need to hear that. They need to hear that from you. They don't need to hear that from a TV show pundit. They don't need to hear that from, right. you know, some podcast right. host. They don't, they need to hear it from somebody that has lived it and is living it and his family is living it. And you're American. Yeah. You're more American than some Americans that I know. Like this, you bleed the United States of America. So if you bleed it, why in the world are we not treating you as an American? You know? So. I just, yeah, I mean, I appreciate I, you. Nah, man, I appreciate you for, for giving me the platform and the opportunity to speak to your listeners who I'm sure um, don't have the opportunity to, to talk to someone who's actually going through this. Yeah. And um, talk talk to the to the lady who takes care of your kids. Yeah. Talk to the lawn man who takes care of your lawns. Talk to um, everyone that you, that, that, that you hire to take care of your things that are immigrants. And just ask them, like, hey, How's it going? What do you think mm. about this? And they'll tell you, like, a lot of us live in mixed families yeah. where some of us have papers and some don't. Wow. And um, we know what it's like to, like, you know, uh, when someone goes for an errand or something, even for work, and they, they don't come back on time, you're like, oh, my God, they don't have a license. Wow. Maybe they were stopped. Oh, my God. Maybe they were arrested. And, and a lot of us get, get arrested, get deported. And all of a sudden, you're like, man, you lost everything. You're forced to like live in fear and yeah. live in like this, this kind of like limbo of like any little mistake you do, your life is over. Wow. And I don't think that's a, that's a way to live, especially when we all went through this pandemic together. Yes. When we're all going through this pandemic together. Yeah, man, that yeah. is... That is so. I'm so freaking inspired right now. I'm 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 ready to oh, run. Thank you, man. I'm ready to run through. Come a, on, Carlo. Yeah, I'm ready to run through a brick wall for you, man. I I just uh, I, I'm just you, excited. Man. I feel like I feel like you've given people a lot of action steps, and I feel like like um you know hopefully people are going to take this and 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 be a voice. You know, be be the voice that that you need. And I feel like, like this thing can get done. So, you know, just know people like, like, I think so. This is what's so important. I think for us to hear is that, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat, if it's a, a independent, it doesn't matter. Like humans are humans and we need to care. And if we have blessings, we need to bless those in need. And it, that's just a human thing. Amen. Right. So, so we're not, we're not yelling at Republicans. We're not yelling at Democrats. We're, we're yelling at humans to be more human. And I think Bamba John, that's all you're asking us to do. That's absolutely what I'm asking everyone. To do. Yeah. Like I, I'm in church and a lot of us have different views or, or on, on politics, but I really don't care about that. Yeah. Like I care about the person who's my brother that I love that I pray for. I eat lunch with him and his family. I know he loves me. Yeah. I love him. I don't care who you're voting for, yeah. but you love me. Right. So if you're like, Hey man, I love you. What can I do to help you? 
And I'm telling you, yo, just call your representatives and tell them to support a path with a citizenship yep. for for someone like your friend, like me. Yeah. Then they would do that for me. And they do do that. That's amazing. And that's what I'm asking your listeners to also yeah. do. Like yeah. we're not saying switch parties. We're yeah. just saying like be human, like yes. you're saying. So I that's love it. that. That's it. Um all right, my friend, listen, it, the show is called Human Hope, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find humans that give people hope. So if if you had, if I could just say, hey, last little bit of wisdom, not even wisdom, but words of hope that you could leave for the Human Hope Familia. After we've heard your journey, our hearts are already entangled with yours. Our souls are already tied with yours. Um, what What's some hopeful words you can leave with us right now? So, uh... Like I said, I just went to Nebraska, right? And what right. I shared with, with the students there, I was like, man, we go through a lot in our lives, just generally. Like, um, but especially after this pandemic, after losing millions of people yeah. and, and, and the, the, the mental health rate, especially around young people and adults has skyrocketed to like eight out of 10 young people are dealing with mental health, anxiety, stress, depression, suicidal thoughts, and all of that. And I was like, guys, when I came to this country, I didn't speak English. I was bullied. I went through so much. I hated being African. And, and, and I used all that pent-up anger and hate and, and self-hate, and I turned it and channeled it into positive energy. And for me, it was like through my acting. I could yeah. use, use, use that pain through my characters, through the stories that I told. And I was like, guys, use the stuff you're going through. Channel it for something positive so that That's you can good. try to make the world better. And especially since we all went through this pandemic and we're still going through it, it's the best time to just like, man, this happened. You know what? I'm going to just use it as the fuel that I need to accomplish my goals and to change my community. And the people yes, so, yes. Let yeah. your pain become your purpose. I love that. Let that is so pain good. become your purpose. Thank you for encapsulating that, Mr. Carlito. Hey, you got it. You got it. Hey, listen, I just need to let the listeners know that the first time uh, that I talked to Bamba, I called him Bamba. I was like, hey, hey, Bamba, uh, Mr. Bamba. And he's like, yo, man, you you say my name just like every other white man says my name. I was like, oh, man, I lost all my street cred. <laughs> but it's all love and i love you even more because you were able to bring that up today right now in front of your listeners they're like i let i love people real. Know yeah so yeah, i love no, that it's real. I love no that, that is I good no that. thanks for those words i, I feel like there are a lot of people that are going through the darkest season of their life. Uh, and just know that this dark season, you can, you can grab this thing and you can turn it into light. Um, and man, I just, that, that is so, so good, man. Thank you, brother. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bamba John Bamba. What did I say? And now here's the beautiful thing is you guys have applicable steps, action steps you can take right now. So, that first action step is to make sure you get a hold of your congressman, senator, whoever you know up in there. You don't have to know them. Just find their information off the internet and send them a message letting them know we need Bamba John here. Um, we, we need to do whatever we can. So, guys, what an amazing show. I, I, the guests that are that I've got lined up for the next few weeks are blowing are going to blow y'all's mind. So, Big favor, big favor. 
Can you guys make sure that you please share the show? I know I say, and you may think it doesn't matter. No, it does. Share the show. Tweet it, Facebook it, Instagram it, Snapchat it, TikTok it, whatever. The thing. Or just call your grandma on her landline and let her know. Download Human Hope with Carlos and with Guzman Chabocabello. Let him know that you are part of the fam. It really helps the show. Rate the show, review the show, and uh, that's it. I just am so grateful you guys spend a few minutes with me every single week. Make sure you check out Bomba over on Instagram. His Instagram handle is B A M B A the Great. Bomba the Great. You can find him on Instagram. He just shares some really inspiring things. Thanks you Bomba and I love you familia. We'll see you next week on the next episode of Human We'll